Freddy. Freddy! Fred! Alrighty, guys, this is John O'Brien with the Huntsville and History Podcast. Today we're going to talk about pigs. We're going to talk about Seuss Scrofa, you, me, and barbecue. What's it Seuss mean? Seuss Scrofa. That's the, that's the binomial nomenclature. The Latin name. <laughs> For pig. Okay. Okay. I did not know that. I'm learning stuff already. Yeah, man. Kind of like the one for giraffe is uh, camelopardus. Uh, it means leopard camel. Okay, I was about to say, I bet it means like strung out camel. Camel with, I don't it, know, extended camel, extra camel. Sorry, camelopardalus. Because the Romans were just like, it's a camel with spots. That is a <laughs> leopard camel. Those two animals had sex. And that is how you get a giraffe. I like how we're just still trying to keep these keep these names like it'll be oh it's a robin with a sharp beak in Latin but we make our medical students like memorize yeah. all the Latin terms for like the sharp beak robin exactly like you can bl- you can blame <laughs> Linnaeus you can blame Linnaeus for that Linnaeus like uh, Linnaeus Linnaeus <laughs> I don't know where we started but let's just say that was the beginning of the Huntsville and podcast. <laughs> Episode, I guess, four. Five, four. Well, there was three, but it was two parts. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. it's an episode. That's it's true. an episode. That's true. Huntsville in History And this podcast. is our first ever episode with a live studio audience of one. It's... Like, let's hear it. Applause now. Yeah. Yes, there he is. I don't know if you picked, <laughs> I don't know if you picked it it's up crazy. over the mic, it's but it sounded real. like... Oh, no, they can hear it. They oh, can... that's... It's a rowdy crowd out here. Hey, man. Oh, fun fact! It, seeing as we're talking about binomial nomenclature, Clayton, yeah. uh, the Alabama and Mississippi state fossil is Basilosaurus catuides, hmm. king lizard like a whale. <laughs> you probably have like a hundred of these. Let's say I, I really do. <laughs> we can go all. John day. has a Latin animal for every situation. <laughs> I, I, it's, yeah. That's some okay Cupid stuff. You're like on okay, like five Latin animal jokes. I used to I used to have an okay Cupid, uh-huh. and my entire <laughs> about me was a like sci-fi story I wrote about how I was terrified of time travelers with HIV. Oh man, <laughs> that's that's pretty intense. I got zero dates, <laughs> but like people were like, "Dude, that was a great story." But please... hey, I read your novel on okay Cupid. <laughs> I was really into it. Because HIV is it's just terrifying, wrecked, it dude. It just wrecked everything. It's like you never hear about, like, oh, fear the time traveler with chlamydia. You can live the rest of your life with chlamydia. HIV is just gonna like until those other ones get like their uh, yeah. antibacterial resistance gold stars. I we won't be afraid of them, but in a couple years, I'm sure we'll be oh, there. Yeah. But speaking of STDs, <laughs> this is a perfect segue to. to <laughs> I'm actually looking. Joke, it, yeah, I'm I was look, like, yeah. can I find the segue? No. STDs doesn't rhyme with pigs, which is what we're talking about today. <laughs> so today, here on the Huntsville in History, well, that's how we started because I said Seuss Scrofa. That's true. Yeah, and true. it works really well because. Does that? Do you know that? What's that mean again? Suscrofa? Yeah. That's the binomial nomenclature for pig. Yeah, but do you know, like... Uh, hairy pig. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. The They weren't all, they weren't all great. They weren't uh... all like, it's a camel leopard. 
right? They weren't it's all just like a pig with hair. Yeah, it, it can't all be like king lizard. Some of it's Darn just it. that's a hairy pig. There's no there's no uh, royalty system with these with these yeah. animals. No, I mean it's... yeah. What well, well, were these? I I don't know. See, John is the one who delves the the tomes and everything. So I'm going to be like you, audience, and be like, were there a lot of pigs back in the day in Huntsville? Well, <laughs> let me. Well, let me I say it. as I like put my not coffee down <laughs> off to the side, so you can't hear me. Sponsored today by not coffee. Not coffee. The thing that does the other thing. It's usually coffee, but today it's <laughs> six Alberts by Straight to Ale yes, because straight I represent. Ale. Our space beers. Heck yeah. All right. Our monkey-themed space beers. So, one of the things I really wanted to talk about is uh, diet, right? Because people don't give food enough credit, but food is often like a unifying force for a culture or a cultural region. And that being said, I want to talk about pigs, and mm-hmm. that's like the ninth time I've said that. So let me just shut up and do I really, it. He <laughs> really wants to do it. All right. So pork was absolutely 100% the main meat animal of the southeastern United States. In many ways, it really? still is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if the South had a totemic animal, it would be like a pig <laughs> on a spit, right? It wouldn't be right. like a light. It wouldn't be, be a, a living sideways pig. totem. Yeah. And so let's talk about this. So... In 1840, right? In Mm -hmm. 1840, which is the first agricultural census that we have, right? So even though I'm going to be talking about things that happened in like 1809, 1811, this is just to give you an idea of the overall importance of uh, pigs. Our swiney brethren. Yeah. Uh, Our hairy little (laughs) animal friends that we eat. Too overly intelligent. (laughs) They're smart, but they're mean. Right, <laughs> so we don't feel as bad. It's like I, he knows what's going on, but he's a jerk. So, yeah. see, that's that's just another example of the yeah. brutal violence. So, like pigs are if if you've ever watched a pig or animals get slaughtered, like every other animal on the farm will be like, "Oh man, they're killing one of mine." I'm freaking out, and so they have to like you know take a cow away mm-hmm. on like a traditional farm setting, or like you know you don't want to kill the chicken in front of the other chickens. Right, pigs you can just kill, and like all the other pigs will <laughs> try and like lick up their blood. <laughs> like pigs are wow. horrible. Like this is a much so, more intense podcast than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I did not know that though. I guess do they just have hubris. They're like, it's not happening to me. I mean, pigs are like naturally cannibalistic. That's kind of one of the mm-hmm. my favorite things about them. They're I feel like they're one creatures. of those species that might take over the earth. You know, if, if they given, gain more, yeah, sentience somehow. Long enough they're... timeline, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when they feed themselves, themselves. I mean, it's true. It didn't work out for the cow brains, though. I mean, yeah. Also, just crickets, because like a lot of bugs are cannibals, mm-hmm. but they're not that tasty. But pigs are the great exception. <laughs> so, even though I'm talking about stuff that took place in the very early territorial period, mm-hmm. uh, I had to go, and the first real census where we take livestock into account is the 1840 census, mm-hmm. because censuses start to develop over time in the United States. So, in 1840, Alabama had 590,756 people and 2.4 pigs per person. Wow. So, like, two and a half Jeez. pigs per human in the state of Alabama. That's crazy. So, I, yeah, I know, right? 
That's, so I, yeah. Sorry, were we gonna? All I was gonna say is that's a lot of pigs. That's like a. That's <laughs> just still singing in. That's like a million some odd pigs. Like that's too many pigs. <laughs> but I went and I compared our population sizes mm-hmm. to the states that were nearest in population at that time, which there was one in South Carolina. I mean, sorry, there was one in the South and at South Carolina. And then there was one up north, which is Maine. Mm-hmm. And so those were the only other states that were in like the 500,000 range in 1840. And I just want to give people an idea, like what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. When I say that there's 2.4 pigs per person in Alabama in 1840, and there's like 590,000 people. So in South Carolina, which had 594,398 people, there was only 1.47 pigs per person. Hmm. So it was still a one-to-one ratio on pigs. Right. Right. If, but... if the pig uprising occurs, <laughs> there's a decent chance that it will, humans will come out on top, most likely. Yeah. I mean, maybe. In right? Alabama, though. No. No. I mean, it's kind of like the fact that there's three chickens for every one human on Earth. Mm-hmm. So if we really wanted to and we worked together as a, spe- as a species, we could wipe out chickens in a day. Oh, okay. Like, that would be great. Right. I mean, I love chickens. I'm just saying, like, it's feasible, right? That we... would be great, though. We just got rid of all... Did you have something against chickens? It's like, it's all coming out. I don't. I have something against chickens, which is why I eat them, like, three times a week, right? Um, But then in Maine, right? Then in Maine, which mm-hmm. is up north, and this is, once again, just to highlight, like, how much people in Alabama love pigs. In Maine which had 501,793 people, there was 0.23 pigs per person. So it's not even like one pig. Not even close. It's not even half a pig per person. Mm -hmm. There's like... So there's like a a little bit under 100,000 pigs. So do you know why the pig was like the dominant... I figure it's it's easier to feed than like Mm -hmm. a cow or it doesn't require as much land. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, are there other reasons? Like the South in particular or just pigs? Like, See, that's the, the big thing. I feel like it might be geography because mm-hmm. there are a lot of reasons people have tried to explain this. Yeah. Right. So there was like a whole little industry in like Southern agricultural history talking about these are the demographic reasons that people did this, that or the other. And there was for a really long time, people were like, well, clearly it's Celtic herding traditions. Right. Mm-hmm. Clearly it's Celtic herding traditions. <laughs> But then someone went and, like, did the demography on the entire South, like, every right. county in the United, in the southern United States. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, it's mostly, like, English people and African people mm-hmm. and Germans and Spaniards. And then you get, like, Celts after that. Right. And plus there had been, like, for a few hundred years, like, a long-standing tradition in Scotland of not eating pork. So the Celtic thing kind of falls apart. Right. And we know that English people loved pork, Mm -hmm. like, so hard, but there were also English people primarily living in frickin' New England. Like, it's- Right, yeah, yeah. Right? And so, it is kind of like a geographic thing. It's that combination, and me personally, personally, uh, I think it is kind of that uh, background Spanish influence- Mm-hmm. because as soon as the Reconquista was over in Spain, so as soon as they, like, reconquered Spain and, like, kicked all the Muslims out in 1492, like, everyone in Spain was like, you know what I've been hankering <laughs> really for missing. for 800 years <laughs> is, like, pigs, right? <laughs> so, and there is kind of, like, a lot of people don't realize it, but 
the south the southern united states and like various hispanic cultures they're kind of like cousins mm-hmm. right the same reason the same way that like the southern united states and various like west african pockets are cousins like food well, everybody wise. knows in the south you got a lot of cousins <laughs> i mean and i think yeah. culturally yeah <laughs> Culturally, and that's and okay. in reality, there's just a lot of cousins. I mean, we're, related in some we're a very mixed place, right? <laughs> I mean, there are people in my family, like little old white white ladies named Juanita, and uh-huh. we love pork. Like, we yeah, really do. Go. And so I do think it is uh, kind of a residual Spanish influence. Mm-hmm. And if my demographically speaking, but also pigs are easy. Right. And these are very poor places. And you can just let a pig go and come back and eat it later. Right, and now they're ravaging our countrysides like giant mutant pigs. Guys, eat wild pigs. <laughs> yeah, like, eat wild pigs. Eat wild pigs. If there's pigs. anything to learn from this podcast. I mean, podcast over, just eat wild pigs. No, I'm joking. There's <laughs> Hunt them with your bare hands like a man and then eat them. <laughs> there's probably like a 20% chance of survival with those things. They will kill you. So, um, I pulled some of my numbers from this really cool thing that i own called and it's just it's like an agricultural history of the southern u.s but one of the um one of the articles in it is pork in the antebellum south the geography of self-sufficiency by game by a guy named sam hilliard Mm -hmm. and i did a lot of like cross-referencing because there's only so much you can talk about with early pig cases in one county in alabama yeah yeah right so Pork was the food item he sought with more vigor than any other and was the one he considered so important that he would go into debt to buy it. So there's like a lot of cases of people being like, I'm out of money, but I, <laughs> but I want really my bacon. want bacon. I want my ham. Yeah. And there was actually in one of the divorce cases I found um, the guy, one of the reasons he gave for like wanting to divorce his wife is she sold all of his bacon. <laughs> that's that's pretty real that's like yeah what did you do he was like this woman is not managing i had a whole affairs. ice box full of bacon <laughs> i mean yeah now it's gone <laughs> get out my house <laughs> it's right. over yep baby that was thick cut slice <laughs> <laughs> and one of the other things is uh virtually all of the like pork produced in the southern united states was consumed in the southern United States. Hmm. We did not export pigs. <laughs> We're, We're just like, we've got two pigs for every person, but that's that's not enough. It really. I did not know bacon uh, fever. You know, that's like a thing now. People yeah. are like, I love bacon. And apparently that's part of our heritage. It originated down here. Down here. I had to put on, like, I had to, like, let it come out. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's coming out. <laughs> the more bacon you eat. Mm-hmm. That's what gives uh, Southerners our husky drawl is the slowed, <laughs> the slowed, hardened arteries. <laughs> so we're, we're actually having a stroke. We don't just talk like that. <laughs> we're all having a stroke. <laughs> just continuous for like hundreds of years long, like stroke it out. The so, door's like, when? when is it finally going to be over? It's just been going, it's painful to watch. They've been waiting for us to die since like 1621. Since the Civil War. Yeah. So, and Sam Hilliard, who is the guy that like talks a lot about pigs, right? Mm-hmm. He has a map, right? Of every county in the south. Maps southern- are cool. I mean, I, I love maps. I don't know if you knew that about me. Um, He's a mapist. He's I, been a mapisms. Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> 
What was it you said for the Valentine's Day episode? Just give him like old dusty tax yeah. books and like add a map on there. I'll do whatever John, you want. John will just go crazy. He's like, wait, how old is this census? How, how old, old is, is it? it? <laughs> if anyone has like an 1807 census for Madison County, <laughs> like I will. He's ready. I'm willing to do illegal things. <laughs> like you need someone killed. Yeah, you're like, you're gonna become the Alabama uh, Alabamian, you know, Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, and and uh, rescue the lost Ark of Ledgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plantation book. All right, so so the people of Madison County actually consumed so much pork. He has like a map of all mm-hmm. of all of the South in 1840, based off and like it's great because it's based off pig consumption, <laughs> right? So the people of Matt and using this map and just to like really make what I'm about to tell y'all from these court cases I found. Right. So the people of Madison County consumed so much pork that although the rest of the state carried a surplus of the animals, we quickly dropped to a one to one ratio and had to eventually start importing pigs from adjacent counties in Alabama and Tennessee. So the rest of the state has like two pigs per person. We were down to like one pig per person. And over how much time did that occur? It's like, did we just go bacon crazy? Was there a rash of bacon craziness? We, honestly, and this is the thing, as soon as white people showed up in Madison County, mm-hmm. we were like, mm, time for some pigs. Right? Interesting. Yes. And so we had to, stu- we had to start stealing mm-hmm. pigs from one another almost immediately which is <laughs> and, and then the start the court cases start rolling in and pig theft auto grand yeah. theft pig i mean <laughs> grand theft yeah. if you ride a pig out then it is pig theft auto <laughs> grand theft poor sign <laughs> there you go seuss nope i couldn't come up with <laughs> i couldn't come up with a pun based off of like the the words the latin grand theft piggy no hmm. No, I'm just gonna ixnay that one. Hey, I used Stealing pig Latin. Sue, I don't know. <laughs> oh. So what I did was I went and uh, about six months ago I had gone and trawled through the records and found mm-hmm. all of the instances of like pig theft. And so, <laughs> <laughs> just have a giant book at home of I, I have all of. Yep, I collated it and everything. So. A study of hog theft, right? It's like it seems like a small thing, but mm-hmm. once you've like heard the numbers and you start to realize like how important pigs were, you know, yeah. just culturally and mm-hmm. nutritionally to the development and like settlement of the southeast, it starts to make more sense as to maybe why I did this instead of doing other more productive things with my time. <laughs> so let's talk about stealing pigs. So the first instance, right, the first real instance of hog theft occurring in Madison County, uh, it takes place in 1810. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's literally New Year's Day, 1810. Always on New Year's, like, stuff gets I know. interesting. Yeah, like, a lot of, I've noticed that too. <laughs> and I think it's either, one, everyone's like, hey, it's the new year, laws don't apply anymore. <laughs> or <laughs> They haven't even passed that one yet, so I can do whatever I want. Exactly. Or uh, homies are just I'm like, thinking it's the corn liquor. Yeah. That's that's my simple, straightforward answer. That's a good one. That's a good one. Either And my other thought was people who just couldn't remember when anything happened. So they're like, it was around New Year's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, you know what's really easy to write down? One slash one. 
<laughs> Although the corn looker could explain that part too. <laughs> the the less lack of memory. Lack of, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I guess it was January first. <laughs> that whole week was really fuzzy, so if the I pick say this probably second, stolen. Yeah. yeah. And just in case, that's actually a callback to our hooker episode. <laughs> where we Which talk- we've heard is a very popular episode recently, actually. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised because it was pretty zany. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I mean. Zesty. Boning in public on a Sunday. Most likely involving public officials. Most likely. Like the greatest log cabin party of all time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> so... All right, so the first report uh, recorded like pig thefts mm-hmm. in Madison County history, and it takes place on New Year's Day, eighteen ten, and it involves this guy named Ambrose Foster and this dude named Thomas Moore and his brother Nathaniel Moore, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing: neither of those dudes show up on the eighteen oh nine squatter census, so mm-hmm. they were like fresh arrivals, right? So they literally just came to Madison County. It's the depths of winter. They're probably starving to death a little bit. And so the first... (laughs) Starving to death a little bit. A little bit, right? (laughs) They gotta have bacon. I mean, yeah. So the first... And that's the beautiful part of it, right? Because a lot of the pig thefts take place in the depths of winter. Right, yeah. And it's huge. Yeah. And it's like related men. And they're just going out to raid each other. Mm -hmm. So it would be like... Well, I know that boy down the road's got about four pigs. So, like, mm-hmm. you and your brother go and you steal a pig and you eat for, like, a month. Right. Yeah? Yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah, it's, like, little raids. And, like, you're not – and it's always people who, like, just arrived, too. Mm-hmm. It's never, like, people that were there for a while. So, it's truly the desperate. And it's really interesting to see that, like, desperate Southerners, the first thing they do is they go and they, like, try and get bacon or, like, some pork chops <laughs> or something. Let's say it's not like uh, potatoes or something that might last longer. They're just like, no, we can, we'll just steal the pig. If we're going to steal, we might as well. <laughs> Let's get an get, entire pig, right? We'll have, like, the leg. You'll have the ribs. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. All right. So, January 1st, 1810. Thomas Moore wakes up Nathaniel Moore and he's like, look, dude, I'm really hungry. You're really hungry. There's this dude named Ambrose Foster who's camping mm-hmm. down the road and they literally go and they've got like their p- pistols out and mm-hmm. because everyone had a gun because it was 1810 <laughs> and they go down the road to Ambrose Foster's house or like his little camp or whatever, like his little like shack that he's built for himself in the woods. Mm hmm. And they literally just steal a pig from him. They right. like roll up on New Year's Day, pistols drawn, and they're like, that's our pig now. And they probably didn't even know that there was a court <laughs> in Madison <laughs> County. They're like, there's nobody here. We'll just rob this guy in broad daylight with at gunpoint. Exactly. And then later on, they're like, no, there is some law here, guys. Dang Trust- it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like my favorite part because when people steal other stuff... Mm-hmm. Right. So the only two animals that get described in great detail are pigs and horses. Hmm. Right. Someone steals a cow. They're like, well, stole a cow from this guy. But if they steal a horse, they're like, it was a beautiful sorrel horse with a three foot mane. And if they steal a pig. Right. So they steal this pig from Ambrose Foster and the court records are like. It was one sandy colored hog with a crop and underbit in the right ear and an underbit in the left ear. And it was worth 12 pence. 
right? So they go like in depth. So you <laughs> right, right. This... describe this pig and like yeah. it's, how it lived its life and <laughs> exactly. So there's like this very loving sort of yeah. like cultural descriptive attitude because that's what produces pigs. bacon. Yeah, and Southerners. <laughs> are essentially worshiping it <laughs> i mean yeah like we all bow before the altar of hog down yeah. here like it's beautiful man yeah and so that was that was beautiful for me but it got even better because like two pages later right it's suddenly january 30th 1810 and ambrose foster is hungry so Uh-oh. yeah so he returns the favor He sneaks up on them in the middle of the night and steals one black and white hog with a swallow fork in the right ear and an underbit in the left ear, right? And if you don't know what, like, a swallow fork or an underbit is, in order to mark their animals, because people would just let the pigs run wild instead of, like, hurting them, so they would just, like, chop in the ears. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my chop. Yeah. I cut under the ear, yeah. Exactly. And so people would be like, no, that's not your pig. I know what like your chop looks like. That's not your pig chop and mm-hmm. just crazy stuff. And so that makes more sense as to like why people would nab them and stuff too. Cause they're like, well, I just put two under there. So I'll just put my extra one after I steal this pig and it'll be all right. Or exactly, something like that. Yeah. They're all intermingling and probably breeding and all that stuff together. Anyways, all you have I to see d- there's a much more likely chance people are going to yeah. rob them, you know? And all you have to do is, like, mutilate a pig's ears. Right, and, and no one can, yeah. Yeah, and I actually, I have, like, a theory as to why that's why, like, pig ear sandwiches became popular. Hmm. Yes, because pig ear sandwiches, very much a product of, like, Missouri, and Missouri was one of the only places in the United States that had more pigs than Alabama. <laughs> and so... Pig crazier. Yeah, and so Missouri. people just, like, chopped the two ears off, and mm-hmm. they're like, hmm. Whose pig? It could be anybody's pig. No one knows. Could be my pig. Could You've be got me. a black and white pig? Oh, it looks like I've got a black and white pig. He <laughs> doesn't have any ears, but... Exactly. They got There's chewed an... off by a mountain lion. Or something. They have those in Missouri. I don't know. I, I don't know. Do they have mountains in Missouri? I'm not like an expert. Do they on... have mountain lions, though? They might not even need uh, the mountains. And Who that, knows? Isn't it just a lion? <laughs> do they have lions in Missouri? We've never been up there. I have no idea. They don't make food right. It's cold. No one goes up there. St. Louis barbecue is just like <laughs> stringy and no one strange. Wants it. Yeah, <laughs> like if it's not, if it's not like Golden Rule or like Greenbrier. Mm. I'm not even like just saying regional Alabama mm-hmm. barbecues. I'm saying like specific spots. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, we. That's true. I never thought about how many barbecue joints are in, until this like pig episode. Like, there's a plethora. Yeah. And all the best ones are like, there's nothing else in the town, town, quote unquote. It's yeah. just like the whole town is one barbecue joint, like a pit. Yeah. Somebody dug a hole one day and was like, this is my barbecue pit. That's and it. that's become the town hall. I mean. De facto. Barbecue, like barbecue kilns can like carry you through a really long recession. Hey, that makes sense. Because there's idiots like me who will drive 20 miles. <laughs> Like, I'll be like, you know what? It's been too long. I need, I need the pig. And I'm not going to go to like some random, I'm not going to go to like some random place. I'll go to like Thomas Pitt or something like that. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't want to spend your hard earned money on like inferior in pork. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm actually, and that's that's not even your fault. That's just your your genes, your southern genes, <laughs> just my cultural heritage. Ed- yeah, yeah. You I mean, crave I'll, bacon. <laughs> I mean, everyone in this room is like, uh, yeah, yeah, because I know you love pigs. I love pigs. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Every day, something delicious. And that ends part one of the Huntsville in History podcast, written and hosted by John O'Brien, co-hosted and produced by Ben Joe. You can catch the Huntsville blog at huntsvillain.wordpress.com or check out their Facebook at facebook.com slash huntsvillain. And you can email the esteemed John O'Brien at hsvln1819 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for part two of this episode.